This is the whatever you this say. This is the whatever you say podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's white folks. I think it's Negroes. I do not think this is white folks. It could be. It could be white folks. But I think it's Negro. I think a Negro did this. This is the Whatever You Say podcast. All right, check one, two. Is this thing on? Whatever You Say podcast. Your man Ivory Towns back for another go round. Uh, you know, I got my start in this whole sports radio side of things. So, and with this being summertime and not a damn thing on TV, we're going to call this Whatever You Play. Huh? Whatever you say, sports segment. We'll call it whatever you play. And uh, I got a, a, a special guest in there that uh, uh, I've, I've chopped it up with sports for a while now. A collaborator who uh, was always down to come in and break down some sports or whatever else with me. First, let me give a shout out to our sponsors, Cibo Alto, uh, the best and finest in all your infused goods. Hashtag higher level cuisine. If you know, you know. Check them out on IG. Cibo.alto, C-I-B-O dot A-L-T-O. And of course, my folks at Covington Heat and Air. It's hot as hell out there, man. Might as well get that AC checked out. You don't want to be stuck out there in the heat without any AC going. So we're going to hear from them a little bit later on. So let's get right into the show. I've had this guy on before. This is my second time having a guest in the studio for the second time. If that makes sense. Let's quit playing, man. We're going to get right into it. Been chopping up with this guy for a long time. We might do this for a while, too. Welcome to the show. Sports journalist extraordinaire, writer extraordinaire, Mr. Michael Kenny. How we doing, Mike? Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, doing well. It's great to uh, be here once again to talk about anything and everything. I always enjoy my time here and the topics that we cover. So, yeah, and despite that dreaded heat outside uh we're going to make this thing work yeah man and uh i'm going to give you a heads up now it might get a little warm in the studio man it's the <laughs> middle of the day <laughs> I, I, I like i said i brought some nice little southern tea with me, so i should be all right <laughs> no doubt michael kenny um mike used to write for the norman transcript matter of fact when i met you that's where that's where you were working right 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 the Norman Transcript, the old newspaper days. The old newspaper days, yes. That was. Uh, you missed that. You missed that time. Uh, I there's always parts of it you miss. This the working with a group of people, and yeah. especially when big projects come along and big stories, and just being able to <clears throat> do uh, different things. But uh, once you start to, at least for me, work for yourself and you start to get a taste of being able to cover what you want and when you want it. You know, you, having people uh, tell you what to do uh, doesn't fit. Ain't no going style. back. Yeah, ain't no going ain't back no unless, going it's really, unless it's a really gig. <laughs> so if the, if the you know, Sports Illustrated something wants me to there you go. give it up, then we'll, we'll talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, I, but just I got out at the right time just because newspapers were and are, are, are struggling as they try to find a way in this new world. So it's, uh, I, I don't miss it enough to, to want to go back as of right now. Are they Norman transcripts still? Are they still up and running? They are still up and running. Yeah. They are, um, I think there's, 
they're, I don't know how long, much longer it will be, but they're still up. They're, so they're one of the few, uh, Oklahoma-wise, I'm trying to think, just dailies. There's, yeah. There's, there's not as many as there were even when I got out yeah. uh, in 2016. Who, who's paying for, like, who pays for, for newspapers to get printed to, I mean, the sponsors and, and well, it's still, the ink? It's still, most of their money is still made from... From the old web advertising, yeah, no, yeah. And, and so, but as we've seen, and that those advertising dollars are going to other areas, and, yeah. and newspapers haven't found a way to to supplement it and and find other ways. So you'll if you when you go online now, you see all these ads for um, get a subscription for yeah. whatever newspaper. Um, for like, I got, it was amazing about a year ago. A dollar a month. Yeah. Yeah. And I got one for, it was the New York Times, the most prestigious newspaper yeah. in, yeah. The, in the world. And I was able to get it for, it was $4 a month. Yeah. And so. I think Washington just, Post always pops up on Right, my, right. Yeah. I mean, so you would have never thought about that even being a, a thing, you know, five, ten years ago. But that's, that's just the state of journalism right now. Uh, news, uh, normantranscript.com needs a, 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 a head writer. You going? No. They're going, they're no, doing it? No. Mike, we're, we're, we're launching our new digital platform. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. <laughs> Real quick, your, your, your website, michaelkennymedia.com? Uh, yeah, michaelkennymedia.com. Um, I think right now, what it? it was a couple of OU-related stories. The Thunder with their... Obviously, with the, the draft was yeah. uh, that was a few weeks ago, and they just got finished with the summer league. Um, I had some. It was uh, I just finished up a story on some high school kid, you know, the one of the local kid out of Dell City who just committed to um, uh, OU, uh, Xavier Robinson. Okay, that's going to be in uh, the magazine, the Sooner Spectator. But uh, so yeah, so for summer months, for me on my website, it's it's slim pickings, just trying to find things that. Especially locally, so yeah. and if I'm not traveling, which I haven't done as much this summer as of yet, it's uh, it's it's just really out there trying to find and really get ready for this upcoming uh, uh, year. Explain that process for the for the young writers out there. A freelance writer is it's on you to go find these topics and and to go find who's putting on this event that you may want to write about. Do they reach out to you? How's that process go about? Uh, it's both. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, uh, most of it is it's you hustling, trying to find something that is interesting and something that people want to read and something that you can find a good story that's different than other people. Um, but then there's also, uh, uh, since I've been in it for a while, there are people who reach out to me and say, hey, can you do this? Can you right, do that? Right. Can you go to this game? or and like we talked about last time, since I've had I've spread out outside of sports and do a lot of lifestyle, business stories, and things like that. So you, a lot of it's built on your rep and what you've done. And so um, you have people come in and say, "Hey, we know you can do this. Can you get this done? This is what the pay is." That goes back and forth for a little bit, and then we'll decide, and then we just go get it, go make it happen. Do we do a flat rate, or are we charging by the word? How does that go? For me, it's uh, it's uh, pretty much flat rate. Flat yeah. rate, depending on the uh, on the topic, the travel, topic, how much I have to do, 
if I'm taking my own photos or own video, um, this is how much uh, the company itself and this yeah. how much time I'm, I'm going to have to put into it. Yeah. A hell of a follow on, on social media, man. Like you said, it's not just sports. You might see Michael Kenny at a car show writing about it, you know, some new restaurant, uh, mm. you know, out of town at some, uh, some other swanky event. I don't know. I tried to hit up Fixins. I was in Tulsa. Really? Today, yeah. And it was packed. Was it? It was packed. I said, man, I can't. It was, it was first, it was too hot to wait outside. So I'm going <laughs> to do that. So, yeah, but I'm that. I'm hoping that's going to be my next. I really want to hit. I've heard some good things, so we'll see. It's a lot of spots in uh, Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, uh, especially in Oklahoma City, though. There's a lot of, lot of little, you know, it's a new new breakfast spot over there on the east side. Yeah. Um, Scramble. Scramble. You been went, by there? Yeah. Went there the second day. It opened. It's owned by, from Correct, by JB and, and his group, because uh, mm-hmm. they also own Eastside Pizza. Right. Right, right. next door. Um, but, yeah, it's a nice um, little breakfast brunch spot. They were killing the mimosas food that day. Food was good? The food, yeah. I had, what the hell? I had pancakes and bacon and something They got else. the mimosas flowing, too? They had the mimosas. <laughs> that is not for me, but the people who were in there were uh, throwing them back like it, was nothing, <laughs> like it was no tomorrow. So they seem to be doing well. I, I, I'm glad to see a diverse uh, range of restaurants open up on that side of town. You know, it's uh, it's funny. Reminds me of a video I just saw recently of Jeezy, Young Jeezy, the rapper. He said at one time he uh, owned a kind of high-class steakhouse in Atlanta mm. that nobody knew at first. Nobody knew that he owned it. And he went to uh, the radio station and blasted it out there and told everybody he owned it, you know, go check it out. And next time he went, it looked like Freak Nick. Whatever you say. And, you know, you, you know how we do. Right. And, right. you know, it was one of those things, those double-edged swords. We love the support. Right. We love that you you got me in mind. I love that you're spending money with me, but he said they were smoking. It was like three levels. Right. He said they were smoking weed upstairs. Mm. I, you know, it's, I, yeah. Once, I, I appreciate it, but let's. We have rules. We, we have we, yeah. some standards. Let's get some decorum going, man. Well, Just um, a little bit. Back in the day, when it was right when the thunder first came, and they had the, and that's when Bricktown and the clubs were really starting to yeah. open up. And so there was a few black clubs that and said when it first started, they said we're going to have these standards. We're uh-huh. going to have dress codes, no jerseys, no this, no that. Yeah. This is how we want it. Then people started coming and said, no, we want to have this. Well, yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll allow this. We won't allow that. The next thing you know, everyone's in white T-shirts, <laughs> jerseys, hat backwards, and then and it, la- it literally didn't last another yeah another six months yeah, yeah. I, what was that it was i think it was called club suede from is that what it was uh something to that effect yeah and but that's what is it, it, like you said it's a double-edged sword it is we want people to come out and support and but you gotta understand that some things <laughs> have to be a certain way it's not about this night right we still want it here next year right right and five years from now ten years from now so Right. No, nah, man, I, I'm with it. But shout out to the scramble. Shout out to my man, JB. We we'll to try to get him in here. I had him in here once. Um, he's doing his thing out there, man. I got Michael Kenny in here right now. And we're just talking real quick back to newspapers. 
there's a there's a specific demographic that even still deals with newspapers, right? Mm. So just by like the numbers game, can we kind of kind of guess on how much longer they even need to be in circulation? Oh yeah, it's it's if you look at it because it's predominantly um fifteen older, sixteen older, right? People who grew up on newspapers and who aren't ready to let it go, who still like the to have the the broad sheet in their hand and pick it up outside and and take it in and read it that whole process yeah. yeah but as you know most every ensuing generation um whether it's generation x whether it's millennials where it's uh z whatever that people want to call each other everything's on a handheld device everything's on their computer everything is being streamed and so the actual paper itself at some point yeah it's going to happen in our lifetime that it's going to be gone. And 10, 20? I'm not going to say everyone, but I think, man, I think we, we're seeing now there's about almost, uh, I think like last year, there was like 2,500, maybe 2,800 newspapers that closed on. Yeah. And so it's, it's getting closer. Yeah. 10 years. What, 2000, what were we, so 2033, yeah. 2035? Yeah, but here's the thing. So, like, there's, it's starting to become a, a, where, like, one or two or three organizations are owning the majority of. Like everything else. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. if you look here in Oklahoma, there's a good amount of newspapers that are owned by the, um, by one group, the same, they own Oklahoma, and they own a, a bunch of uh, smaller ones, uh, and and but they, they they actually have the the largest amount of newspapers in in the nation, and they actually went on strike during the really, but it wasn't a real strike, but during the Women's College World Series. So yeah, so we're going to have less and less, and then once we get to that, where it's just two or three uh, groups that own it, yeah. Then we'll see what's going to happen. I, I can't predict how long. I just know at some point it's going to change. Have writers, have local writers, like kind of still have, like you said, now that, you know, only two or three companies kind of own everything, do the writers feel that squeeze on, on, on top of like this new societal kind of sensitivity where we got to be real careful what we say, what we write about? Do you guys feel that? Well, I, th- I think it depends on, you know, who or what you're writing about, yeah. you know? I mean, if you're working for a, a group or organization or a newspaper, then, um, yeah, you, you feel it in one way because, first of all, you know that the job you have is, is very few of them, so you're trying to do everything possible yeah. to keep it, but you also know that, hey, I could be fired next week. We just saw what happened at ESPN, where they it was mass layoffs, but they're and they're all making uh, five, six, seven yeah. figures, you know, and so it's even worse at at this level because it can happen just like that, and you don't have anything, uh, at least that wise, to be able to go back to in your bank account. You don't have that patent exactly. To that, fall back on exactly, and or the name to be able just to get you in the the door for your next job was all. So a bunch of people who were fired from ESPN. They're not worried. You would hope not, because they can go find something just on the name and recognition alone. Yeah. But if you're a, 
a local down in the uh, grinding out writer. And if you had a job, a newspaper, and then that's gone, where are you going? Now you're having to look around the country yeah. to go find another gig. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's rough, man. I mean, believe it or not, that's what I really wanted to do before radio right. was was to get in the writing side of things. But, um, you know, I, I guess it was tough because the, the place I went to, I thought it was a real, real newspaper, but it was like, you know, newsletters, mm. you know, copy mm. and paste, right? you know, newsletters. Right. I was like, eh, it's not a paper, no. you know, so, right, but, right, right. but whatever, you know, here, here, here we are. Have you felt, have you kind of, Felt that little squeeze. I mean, I guess you being freelance, you can pick and choose what you want to write about. But in any of your writings or any of your dealings, have you felt that kind of that squeeze? Like, ah, that sensitivity. Ever had someone come back to you and say, you change this word right here? That kind of. Uh, not too much. I mean, I've I've had people who who may haven't been happy with some things. But whatever you say, whatever you say. To me, if you, you were, you if you grew up. <laughs> In the days that were, or at least I grew up, or at least learned how to, to do this, mm-hmm. you don't let that bother too much because you already know not everyone's going to be happy. Right. And if you go into it with the belief that I'm telling what the facts are and the truth is, then I can't worry about. As long as I get it right, then whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't say too much to me that's going to affect me. Now, if I get it wrong, if I gotten a name wrong which i've i've done or i've gotten a fact wrong i own it hate it well to death will be mad at it myself and probably hate that it's brought up to me but <laughs> i'll own it i'll own up to it but after that if it hurts someone's feelings that like i think that like parents are the ones who are the who get the ups most upset if it's we're talking sports yeah and if their kid goes like oh for 10 from the field yeah and you put that in <laughs> i go well that's what it I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. If your kid shot ten times and missed ten shots. Why? And that was a part of the game. Why would you think that that shouldn't be in there? I'll play devil's advocate. If he's a star of the team, that needs to be mm-hmm. spoke about, right? right. If it, but I mean, it say this, he's a you know he's the he's the seventh eighth guy on the bench. Yeah. No. If you it yeah, if it, if it, if it doesn't happen an impact on the game, then it's not worth mentioning. The, the game is still, at the end of the day, the most important thing. Right. Whatever that is, I could care less if you are a star with the NIL possibility and going to go D1 and all this, or if you, like you said, the seventh, eighth man on the bench, as if, did this have an impact on the game? If you came off the bench, shot 10 times, excluded you say i'm not passing it to this dude over here i'm <laughs> right. gonna get mine up and that includes trying to take a game winner even though i missed the last nine then guess what that's gonna be missed. That's, that's, that's gonna be in the story exactly that's gonna be in the story just the facts any regrets about that like you gotta maybe any journalistic regrets not just an, a name that you pronounce wrong or a little fact you got you got wrong but any kind of journalistic ah, i should have jumped on that story i should have took this angle i mean there's this you always have it. i i can't i can't imagine anyone being in this for as long as i have or for a good amount of time you not have some regrets on the way you approach some things or didn't approach it 
or didn't go after it. Live life, it. period. You yeah. have some regrets. Yeah, that's, that's life. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, you like everything, like life, learn from it. Try not to to make that mistake again or that whatever the situation is and is do better. So, yeah, there's always going to be things I wish I had done different. I've, I've made mistakes that have cost me jobs, but I've done things that have won me awards. So, yeah. and, and I've had the same mindset in both. So if I, if I said, uh, well, I wish I was different in this, mm-hmm. that in the things that, that hurt me, then I might not have had the same mindset in the things that have done me well. So you just approach each one as they are. Just do you, man. You do go. you, do your best. Another thing, you know, since, you know, George Floyd protests and things like that, you know, sensitivity in, in how you explain things, how you talk about people, how you talk about athletes, celebrities, um, that's a real thing nowadays. And I remember I was talking to another writer and he told me about, you know, especially Caucasian reporters, you know, about how they describe a certain African-American or minority, minority player, you know, compared to how they describe a white player. The, the black player is athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fast. The white guy is scrappy and smart. Right. Right. Have you noticed a difference in those? I mean, is that is it, I guess you would have to know someone's writing style before right right have you noticed maybe with some of your white colleagues that they're trying to make a concerted effort to kind of change that up a little bit i mean i think that around the um just around the some, industry not, itself some not all yeah because yeah. most if they were really say if this is something that they were doing on purpose mm-hmm. or i don't want to say on purpose let me say if they didn't think that it was a problem, if they didn't think what they were doing was a problem, then they'd still be doing it. Because they said, well, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I defined it or classified or described it exactly how it is. Not seeing what that they say? might what have a, a blind spot in what they're doing. But there are <laughs> others who go, okay, yes, maybe I've seen this or maybe I or want to make sure they don't get caught yeah. in that. And then, but then... You also you go too far, and you say yes. If I I, I can't imagine how it would be if I'm a, a white writer, and I go, well, I want to say this, but then well, I don't want to get yeah. this type of backlash. Yeah. So now yeah. you're you're second guessing yourself, and second guess whatever journalistic instincts that you may have, you might have to to hold back. Uh, so now that that makes it tough. But yeah. once again, these are the things that you have to deal with in this in this new era that we should have taken care of back in the 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we didn't. And so now we're feeling the brunt of it, and it's even more over the top than it could have been if we had handled it earlier. And because of that, are there things you won't touch on? No. The story, the story, once again, the story is a story. Yeah. Whatever the – if the story is a good story, I could – Whatever sensitivities someone might have or group might have, I wrote stories where it didn't make some black people look good, but that was the story. Yeah. They did dumb stuff. Yeah. I wrote it the other way around where some white people might look at it as I'm trying to glorify 
black athletes or whatever or so but I will say this I you do have to now regardless you have to think about well am I if I tackle the story am I willing to accept whatever the uh yeah. consequences are and so nowadays that's a question that you really have to ask yourself and and you know let's say you have a let's say if i'm a freelancer or i have my own website or this and that which i do i guess yeah <laughs> and but let's say but mine is open mine's free so anyone can go on it jump right. on it but okay. let's say it's subscription based and people have to pay to get on there mm-hmm. but let's say I, I write something that has a people that might get people upset and then you start to see those people canceling your out of your site yeah yeah or stop the stop subscribing they start to unlike you yeah now you have to ask yourself was it worth that was it worth me losing this income to get that story correct as far as i felt it was correct right so that's the that's one where that's a tough one because it's not like it when you talk about not working for a newspaper that's the tough part when you work for a newspaper or an organization hopefully they had your back you were still going to get your paycheck right still going to be the same no matter how many complaints i got my paycheck on week one was going to be the same on week four but it's not always the same that way now and then or does it depend on your boss too he might like yeah, he might like some of your your your, your scathing right. stories, right? You know, that's what I'm saying. But then, once again, you find yourself: Am I trying to create something? Am I trying to create clickbait yeah. just to get people on there? And that's to me just as bad because now you just you're trying to turn something into a, a story that isn't, or turn it in a whole different route just because you know. For whatever reason, we have a society that likes drama and controversy. I remember last year, around this time, uh, I remember Draymond Green. Remember, he was uh, they were talking, bringing up all the the big to do about all the athletes having their own podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And remember, Draymond Green was saying, "We're the new media," right? Talking about the athletes and, right. and, and celebrities with their own podcast. You can get it straight from the from the horse's mouth, so right. to speak. And now we got guys like Cameron and Mace, right? right? You saw that right. with their own show, right. and now they're claiming that they're the new source. You know that that's always a you know one of the things that you're always going to hear. My sources tell me, mm-hmm. my my sources tell me. Well, you know, according to them, they said they're the new source, and they're claiming now that ESPN is kind of stealing segments and certain slang words from them. Um, do you think the, the, you the like the what professionals, the ESPNs, the Foxes, are they feeling <laughs> the the pressure a little bit from these celebrities and athletes? Well, I, I think so because once again, it's it's all online. It's all either social media or it's on a, a website or so yeah. or streaming, and so it's still only a, a certain number that you have. And if people are going to get their information and in, or news or to watch, if I'm watching Cameron and Mays from seven to nine, yeah. guess what? I'm not watching I'm not ESPN. Watching ESPN of Fox. At seven, at Fox yeah. at seven to nine. And so yeah. you you just saw ESPN hired um, 
Oh my god, the dude, the he was a punter. He had his the streaming show. Oh, um, uh, McAfee. Yeah, Mac- Matt McAfee. Because why? Because he was a big hit. Dude, Aaron Rodgers was on there every week. Aaron Rodgers was on there every week. And he was getting all these numbers, and yeah. they said, "Well, we need that." And so that's that's the the new world is I I, I can't say he did right or wrong because I know he got paid. He got his money, but now that you're with ESPN. There's certain things that you have to do to be able to be an ESPN employee. Is that is that black tank top going to is that going to cut it? You going to wear a tank top to work every day? I've never seen any one of ESPN <laughs> wear uh, a black uh, tank top in any regard. So a, a loose tank top too, uh, exactly. <laughs> and so I, we've seen, but I've seen other people move over from other um, podcasts or right. radio shows. And as soon as they get there, button up, straight lace. We want you to be tailored. You are now part of the Disney family. Did you notice those that last week, two weeks of Shannon uh, splitting up with, with Skip? Did you notice how his dress code got very lax? <laughs> very, very, very relaxed. Because he knew. <laughs> exactly. I'm out of here. Yeah. He, once he made that decision, well, I, I, I'm going to be who I am. Like I said, I, I'm not, um, I don't watch, I didn't watch too much of their show or, or first take. I, I kind of got out of that, that the type of, yeah, yeah, probably over the last five, uh, six years. But here's where he was huge. I would see his, his clips, his clips. on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. All over the place. Right. And so that's where, if you are uh, ESPN or any organization, so, well, why are we, you got to start so why are we paying people to do these full two <laughs> yeah. hours? Yeah. We can start have someone come on and do a quick five minute clip. But that's where the the new I don't say mentality, but new young people are. Say so we only want something for this amount of time. Yeah. We want to absorb it for two, three minutes and then move on to something else. Which is weird and which is another reason that you don't see those long story newspaper stores or magazine stores because people don't sadly don't want to read they think they can get all they need to know in that 30 second clip this is a, a 30 minutes of scrolling right you know I, right. I could find out whatever i need to whatever i need to find out right talking to michael kenny uh award-winning freelance writer whatever you need to talk about what how does that process go i remember was it last year maybe year before last I remember there was a little rumble in the NFL about who releases information first. And I remember Adam Schefter mm. getting mad at, was it Keyshawn or it was a former player because he told where he, you know, he told the public where a certain player was going to get picked up at right. in free agency right. before, you know, the Schefters and the Mortensons and the insiders do. How does that process go? What if I don't want to talk to Adam Schefter and I'm an athlete? You don't have to. What if I want to talk? I want to tell Keyshawn you say? the right. news. You can do whatever you want. Right. But that's it's the, the – Is the, there is there like a totem pole? Like, I mean, there's – so whether it's Adam Schefter or if it's um, for NBA um, – uh, who? Which one? I mean – It's both of them. Uh, uh, oh, Woj. Shams and Woj yeah. or whoever – they're not getting it from the players. They're getting it from the players' agents. 
And so it's the uh, agents who are, yeah. and once again, I'm not putting anyone out there. I'm not saying anyone's doing anything right or wrong, but the agent is saying, or this unwritten rule of some regards, maybe they've talked about it. We want you to talk about our player at some point more than you have been. And so we're going to, I'm going to let you in on these inside secrets. Now, now some of them, like when Woj is blasting out what's happening the day mm-hmm. of the draft, there's only one place that can come from. Right. That's the NBA itself. Right. And, or people with the, the teams who are once doing the same thing inside the team organizations, this is, we just made this trade or so, this is going to happen. So does the NBA decide? Who who makes who's my insider? It depends on. It depends on. You would think no. Or the ESPN offer up a guy so we know no. this is our. Well, because remember, for the longest, let's say basketball, because for the longest it was just Woj. Right. Woj had the market corner, but then they hired uh, Shams mm-hmm. over from Yahoo and whatever organization he was. So and Bobby Marks. Right, right, right. And so now it's the three of them. In one way, it's smart because you didn't want one person to have all this power and who could command whatever salary or demands they wanted. So let's say Wolves gets mad and say, hey, I don't like that this and this and this happens. Well, we got Shams over here. Mm-hmm. We got Bobby Marks over here. And we have these players who are now part that we didn't fire, right. who are now part of the, the thing. So it's it's still up to the the agent or the player or whoever it is who wants to the, the, get that news out. But so I, I can't imagine it's ESPN. Now, this is where ESPN does, and I've seen it, and I've seen it cause problems. So let's say... Um, Someone gets it and it's not one of the big names, right? Okay. Right. Then they'll sometimes say, "Well, we want Woes, we want Scheffler to announce this." Uh-huh. And so, if you're with the organization but you're not as big, what do you do? You still get that. Yeah. I'm, this is this is my news. This is yeah. why I get out. Right. So when you look on the scroll, right, the little ticker, and it says. By Sheffler and a second name, uh-huh. it's normally that second name who actually got the information first. Well, why? So why? Why does Sheffler even have to be a part of my find? Because that's because it it garners more social media attention when it's, it's him. Because yeah. it's him. Somehow his he's built up this following right. Right. that if he puts it out there got to be right using are going to automatically come have you ever been in that situation yeah i know no. you 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 are you hand in hand with oh you no, no, i do no because once it, i'm sure you've been privy to some, some inside information right, right. but yeah. then that's on me i now this is this is it's something completely different but it, it's weird so i was at a, a press conference one day okay and so you've seen it where there's an athlete in the middle and it's surrounded by all these all reports. All different ones. All good. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say who, the, who it was or what it was, but so they had one dude who was asking questions and we were all filming or recording. Mm-hmm. 
And so there was these younger kids who were there. I think they were interns or somebody or, you know, first, second year or something. And so they, when they got it, they tweeted it out. They got, got the thing, had the thing, and tweeted it out. Then this dude went and got mad, said, those are my questions. I yeah. should be able to be the first one to send that out. Go. Now, he said it to them because if he had said it to me or whoever, right. it would have been a whole different conversation. What did 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 the kids? Did they go ahead and give it back to them? And they they stopped they stopped doing it. They because the the uh, I don't know if they were scared or or they, what. They just ain't put in those type of dudes. Yeah. They, and, and if that was and if that was you, you would have been like, man, this is the game. Right. What are you talking about. I, I've always wondered that. I've always wondered why is it one person doing all the talking and there's thirty reporters around this is it is it because I, you were going to ask the same questions anyway yeah if someone asks the question i was going to ask i'm not going to ask the same one right now there are people who just want to hear their voice and just want to get in there yeah. so they'll and when you hear those stupid questions that's usually what that's it what is. is if someone said well i have to let people know i'm here and yeah. they'll ask the same thing that was just asked yeah. three years ago, i said no yeah. so but more often than not if you just hearing one person that person is confident in who they are and they ask a question and they get it out, get it out the way and they'll whatever you say, go guard until they get their questions done. But you have to be willing to step up and ask a question. It might be dumb, but you still have to do it. But yeah, but asking something that's already been asked, I don't know if it's worse than not asking at all. But it, it, yeah, it's it's, it's, it, it's a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah. All the all the writers and reporters get to side eyeing each other when you get a dumb question. Oh out yeah, because we already know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those times you let this guy in. Yeah, all those times Russell would get mad. Now Russell would get mad for no reason. Anything because that's him. But a lot of times those questions were dumb. We go, oh, but this is going to be. <laughs> He's gonna be in that mood now because we thanks. have to deal with this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, yeah, guy. Yeah. But <laughs> but we were also taught there are no dumb questions. Right. So right. that what may seem like a dumb question at the time, it may elicit a good answer from somebody. So go ahead and ask it. <laughs> it just won't be me. Right. Right. Now I've always wondered that, like who 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 announces or who label someone as the official insider i've always kind of themselves wondered that right themselves or the the organization they work for and then you're only one person how much i mean i guess if everybody has your number and everybody's text messaging you and telling you all the info it is what it is but i mean how much traveling can you do you know i mean how much yeah i'm, I'm here live at cleveland brown training facility i'm here live at new york like how right. you need two or three folks don't you right you would th- if you if you work for other people, then you would hope you would be able to um, spread that work out. However, and this is but this is the world we live in. The and this is what you got to think about. The next person you help, and you know share <laughs> that information with, <laughs> right? And that's the person who's going to be taking your job. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's you you don't want to think like that. You want to. You want this to, to put out the best product possible, but athletes do that. They have to, you see quarterbacks go through that all the time. Yeah. Or, oh, they just drafted this quarterback. If I show him all this stuff, but it is what it is. That's 
you just have to deal with it and hope that you're still better than them when it comes down to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Staying in football, but let's go let's go to the collegiate. Well, I don't know if you I, – I, I'd imagine you've had a, a, maybe a taste of both of these uh, events. Um, better event, Big 12 Media Day or Summer League in Vegas? I mean, well, I mean, it's Vegas, so. <laughs> it's enough so said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Big 12 Media Day, is, it's fun-ish. It's good. You get content. If you, for, let me put it's it long, way. isn't it? It's, it's a long day. It's a long day. two days. It's long, long two days, man. 100%. So, if, but if you're trying to, let's say, if you just for content-wise, Big 12 media day. No better place. I, I have three, four players and a coach who at some point I'm going to have. Yeah. Right, either I'm going to have them on stage, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. Now, it's not like it used to be where it was much better. But at some point, I have there's 10, 12 teams. I have a bunch of players, a bunch of things, videos. I can get all the content in my world. Yeah. Summer League, I got a bunch of rookies who play some games. The The... You don't get as many questions at the end. It's you know when you played against other people, half the people who on the, the floor won't be making the NBA roster. So right. what we we really talk about, but the actual experience of being out in Vegas and blah blah blah, this and that, yeah. But for content wise, I, I'll give it to media days because you're actually there learning something, doing something, right? right. Obvious difference in the female fan base. I want to all star weekend or summer league. Oh. Oh, no, also, <laughs> yeah. Now, those are those the rookie ladies in, in uh, up there well, in summer league. Well, they ain't graduated that just yet. Well, here's the <laughs> thing: it's the ones who were it's them, but it's also the ones who were getting in early. There it's you the, go. the, the, Wait, it's you the veterans who who are out there picking out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna be good. I need to find out his schedule. He's gonna be good. I don't. Have, I don't need to worry about him. Cause hey, those, hey, those twins better watch out. I seen. I forgot those twins' names. The one they went right four and five, right, three and yeah, four. Yeah, they some bad boys. Yeah, man. yeah, they some bad boys. Uh, but no, nah, I, I had. Um, uh, it's funny, man. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm doing something here with you and you and Adam. I have you guys back to back. I get all my sports guys lined <laughs> up in a row. Um, but I asked him. I said, Yeah, get, what, what was the difference? I know, you know, if. if if there's a bunch of tens and elevens at All Star Weekend, what's the summer league? You know, those are kind of the up and comers. Those are the, the those are the upstarts. There's a bunch of eights. All right, I do some eights. Eights ain't bad. Eights with potential. No doubt. It's where, like, once again, it's where you go do your homework. Yeah. It's where you go learn and and figure out. Okay, I when they come to whatever town I'm in, I know who. Who I need to try to, to, to seek my claws into, so to speak. Hey man, shout out to uh, the summer league cats out there. One time for Cleveland Cavaliers winning this year's uh, summer league tournament. I thought Houston was going to take it with Ime Udoka. Uh, they might be a nice young team this year. Yeah. Uh, out there in Houston, if Coach Udoka keeps his head on straight, <laughs> it is Houston. It's a big city, man. It's, it's a lot going on out there. Is he's gonna have uh, definitely have if you, some? If you have would, to keep keep his eye focused. If on. you attempted in Boston, right? Come on now, Houston, right? right. But luckily, if you the good part, I went through it. Yeah. I survived. Hopefully, now I know I, I somehow kicked 
got kicked to the curb by uh, oh man my, uh, Nia Long by Nia Long. Oh, uh, somehow man. that wasn't good enough for me. So, <laughs> uh, so if Dang. if Nia Long wasn't my taste, then it's hard to imagine that you're gonna find something better <laughs> in Houston. Uh, but once again, you've been through it. I went through the hard part. Now I just got to focus on basketball. It's not going to get worse than what it went through unless I do it again. No, don't do it again. Right. He may. Come on, man. Because y'all could have probably had a championship right now. Man. Probably had a championship right now. Yeah. Missoula, Missoula was, it was, it was obvious. It was, it was, this was first time in the, right. in, on the big boy ride. Right. Um, talking sports with Michael Kinney. Speaking of um, Summer League, Victor Wimbenyama. Where, where you at, man? I listen. Um, let me get this off my chest, Mike. Stretch four, stretch five. That's already a real thing right now in the right. NBA. Every team has one or two, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm looking at the Wimby Yama craze, and I see him play his what two games in summer league, mm-hmm. and my man doesn't sniff the paint. No. Seven oh, foot, seven foot five point guard. And he doesn't even – I've seen a pen. He penetrated a few times. But I'm talking about just, you know, rim run. Get in the paint, get big. I never I, – he didn't – he doesn't know – they don't know nothing about that. No. So yeah. now so now you're telling me – so now seven-footers going coast-to-coast, point guards, crossover, step-back three-pointers, that's the wave now? That's the move? That seems to be. That's, that's going to be an ugly ball, Mike. Yeah. An ugly basketball. But it was already It was there. Yeah. But you but you had to be K D though. Right. You had but, to be but, super skilled. But you had to be yeah. Jokic. Yeah. Giannis. But here's the thing, there was a difference if you Jokic and Giannis, you at least had some mass. You had some Giannis is a, a dude. Yes he Giannis, is. Giannis even if I'm out here at the thing, guess what? I can drive it and you're gonna Whatever feel you it. Say. Yeah. You I say. can still get my points in the paint at some point. <laughs> Wembley now when you're that tall, you can still go and get some just by sheer height that I can get it and dunk it back in. But I, I'm going to be interested to see what it's going to be like when he starts to go against. There's going to be dudes who are obviously much shorter, but they're going to keep. going to be folding them up. Get that right there in the thing. Now, if he's tough enough to handle it, I have the same questions about Chet. But yeah. Chet seemed like he's more. A, a player who's willing to go in the in the paint and deal with the, the physicality of it. But this is where we're – I hate it because I grew up in the 90s. With I don't football. like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And it's ugly. Yeah. I mean, let's – you know, it's it's not it's, it's not aesthetically pleasing basketball, you know, but to have the seven-foot guy doing all the crossing over. And let's be honest, he's going to get ripped. Mm. And that's going to add more ugliness to it. You saw the way um, – Miami was doing Jalen Brown and, right. and, and Jason Tatum. He's going to get ripped, and then now we're, then he's going to start getting booed, and his confidence mm-hmm. is going to get you. You know, we, we got to go through all that stuff. Now we're now we got a borderline Ben Simmons situation. Right, right. I don't I don't like it, man. I don't like the where it's going. And and Chet too. I've seen Chet. I mean, he plays with a little more aggression. Right. And I love the fact that he goes up with two hands to block block balls. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that as many times as he's done it, but. But still, with Chet, same thing. I mean, it's more than getting some weight and some pounds on these guys. It's just the way basketball is looking. So if my point guard is seven foot, my point guard has the green light to shoot fadeaway threes and go coast to coast. 
What is my six two guy do, even doing out there? What is he? What What is he doing? Bunch of shooters. That's pretty much what you're pretty much saying. We're gonna have this big dude out here. I mean, if you look at what surrounded Jokic when they were making a run, it's him. You had Murray, who is your ball handler, who was a part-time ball handler. Yeah. Hey, but so he, but he made his biggest um, impact when he was out there draining threes. Yeah. And you had uh, uh, the other one, who was supposed to be out of Missouri. All he could do is shoot threes. Out of um, Missouri. Oh, um, he got, got hurt and was called light skinned cat. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, um, with a bad back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael uh, Porter. Yes. Porter and Jr. So that, once again, that's all. And so you had to, and he can't do anything else but shoot three. So the league is saying, this is what we like. We want people, no matter what your height is, shooting threes, and every once in a while someone gets a, 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 a monster dunk, no one plays defense, no one gets hurt. That is, I, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know how long. Listen, at right now, this past year, I asked my kids. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention to a basketball game until the third quarter. Right. Like, I've gotten to that point in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 43 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's like first half, I'm, like, really not interested at all. And halfway through the third quarter, okay, well, we got a 10-point difference. Ah, I guess I'll pay attention. Like, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest sports fan in the world, but I'm getting to that curmudgeon stage where, it's like ah, ugh. right. This is ugly. Right. I don't. I don't. This isn't. This isn't entertaining at all. Right. But we're not their target audience no, anymore. No, no. 20, 10, 15, they 20 could years give ago. a damn. No, no. Yeah. Once again, the that new yeah. kid coming up, he wants to see Steph Curry. No matter how, no matter how big you are, that's the game they want. Anything else is. Uh, at least for the NBA, because that's what it's a business. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be rough. I, I, I wish them nothing but the best, mm-hmm. you know. But and then let's be honest. I mean, guys with that type of body uh, shape, guys mm-hmm. with that type of body mass, or lack thereof, you know, Joel Embiid was real skinny when he came in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, you saw what Michael Porter went through. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like. Rookies are like starting to miss two, three years, like to do the injury. You know, Zion. You see, you know, it's 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 like we're 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 really getting robbed the first three years of these guys' careers. Once again, because you don't go, you don't uh, develop that NBA body like you used to. You used to have to go through at least a couple of years of college to be able to build up and. The man way the man up and learn yeah. how to take care of yourself. Now, either you come straight in from the um, international league, or coming um, the ones who are going to the G League for a year and then coming in, or you have your freshman year in college, and that we don't know how long that's going to last because they're still trying to get the, the high school uh, age back in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's to be expected. Now, the good thing about Wembley or the good situation that he's in. Not only does he have a cantankerous coach and uh, pop, <laughs> but he's surrounded by Tim Duncan and yeah. David Robinson, who've been through whatever he's going to go through, they've been through. And so they're there to be able to help him out. The fact that, and so that's, that's great. Still don't, uh, 
when you're still 130 pounds, it's still, that's not going to help you <laughs> on the court. But I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But that is, I think we're going to be in 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 tune for some some head scratching kind of ugly ball, man. Mm. Ugly ball. Well, that, that is, but the other part is that name how many actual big men there are that 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 can actually make him pay for being so small. No, I mean. Embiid, you know, yeah, but he's out there shooting threes shooting and, and away jumpers, too. right? Yeah, Jokic, as we just said, he's out there at the top of the key. Uh, he had to do from Miami, but he can't do anything offensively. Wow, uh, Bam, yeah, and he's not even that's he's six this. nine. Yeah, that's a that's a, a small forward that's, 10, 15 years ago. He's Alonzo Mourning. Kevin right? Durant's taller than him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's 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 rough, and I was kind of mad at Bam because I thought I thought he could he had a decent finals, but I mm-hmm. thought he was it was too many of those little baby jump shots. Right, he did not want to put any put any put his shoulder on mm-hmm. on Jokic, but Jokic's a bad boy, you know. He's almost he's almost unstoppable. What about the what about the the international guys? Are listen it, because at one point we were saying, hey, listen, white what guys, white guys under six five. I don't I don't know what you, I don't know what your future's going to look like in the NBA. But now I'm looking at all American players and say, listen, uh, these foreign guys kind of have a leg up. I, it's it, obviously they're taught different. Obviously they're 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 they go into the game differently mm-hmm. as far as mindset wise, right? Um, they have clubs where they play right. with grown men. It's not an age group AAU type thing. Um, is does does the USA kind of follow that after a while? Do we kind of set some models up? Because right now, it's almost like America just wants as many basketball outlets as possible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's not going to make it to the NBA, so we got the G League. Everybody's not going to make it to the G League. So, you know, there's those overseas possibilities. And then I just saw the other day, I was watching the basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Right? Where the guys who can split up a million dollars. Right. You know, and, and they're representing their their former schools that they played for or just coming together and making a club. It, it, I feel like America just wants to keep you busy with basketball in some form or fashion. Now, there's ways you can get money through all those, through all those avenues right there that I just named. But... If money is the goal, then the fundamentals don't get prioritized. Right. Right? And the and the want to and the and the you know, I'm doing this for my family and, and I'm I'm training with grown men and I'm taking it serious and I, I just feel like obviously, you know, Mark Cuban said this a while ago that, you know, American players just want to play ball and make mixtapes. <laughs> and then the foreign guys are really taking over in these last three to five years. Yeah. We've seen that, man. Right, right. We've seen that. Well, the the thing that the NBA and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, including Canadians, right? Everywhere, <laughs> right? Everywhere, yeah, yeah. But hindsight twenty twenty is when the NBA start went to letting high school kids in. That yeah. said, we want to get all the talent as quick as possible because we think it is. But in doing that, you ruined your own uh, product. Yeah. yeah. Instead of letting kids mature and learn the game for three years like they used to have to do in college, now you're bringing them in as still a raw, unproven talent where you're as apt to fail 
as you will yeah. act to make the team where it's completely different in the international league. Cause as you said, they're playing on all these uh, club teams and international teams and learning the game where you, you're still getting a kid who basically still thinks it still think it's AAU. Yeah. And so you have to totally, it's going to, it takes some kids two, three years to get that mentality and mindset out and say, Oh, this is what it takes to make it in the league. And by then, you already, you probably, you might, yeah, you might be out. No one wants to take a chance on you on that second deal. So that, it, once again, that, that they probably didn't. I'm, I'm assuming they didn't see that being a problem when they first let uh, Kevin Garnett and Kobe into the league back in '96 and '97. But that's that's been one of the, the biggest differences. They thought every high school kid was going to be a Kevin right. Garnett, oh, Kobe right. Bryant. Mentally, you yeah. know, not only just by the game, but uh, but yeah. It, so I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about the NBA a tad bit. Um, I'm not gonna say worried like that, but it's just as far as me watching it. As far as me watching, it, I don't know. It's right. it's gonna have a different different feel to it. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Summertime is right around the corner, and if you know Oklahoma, it gets really hot. It's even worse when your AC goes out, so get it checked now. And Covington Heat and Air is the perfect company, specializing in maintenance, troubleshooting, and installs for residential and light commercial businesses. And they've been doing it for 20 years. Now that's experience. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to midnight, but available by phone 24 hours a day at 405-568-9463. Licensed, insured, and bonded. Covington Heat and Air, where we care. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, whatever you say. Hey, fuck you, man! <laughs> who put this thing together? Me! That's who! Who do I trust? Me! This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. Yes. <laughs> What's your, what? Get some encouraging words for Jordan Poole, and what are some encouraging words? You get right words for, for John Moran out there. I'm not saying cut them loose, but you got to set some, some boundaries. You got to set some things. That, for Ja? Yeah, for Ja, for Jordan, whoever. Ja Moran and his dad need to have a fist fight. I mean, like, really, they need to be fist fighting right now. And I'm not saying that just for hyperbole. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm saying that because I feel like, and listen, he's grown. He's a young man, right? So dad is going to be a little hands off. He's going to, hey, man, you grown. I can't tell you what to do all the time, but. These these few steps that you've been taking, right? These these last you know whatever six months. Yeah, we got to fight, man. <laughs> well, see, the, the problem is w- when you're the breadwinner, the breadwinner, and when you're the now the um, the one everyone's feeding off of. No one wants to say yeah. what needs to be said. So, well, you know, because we've seen where athletes have disowned their parents because of one thing or another, and so well. And we got him this far. I got this nice house and yeah. this and that. But you have to love your kid enough to tell him this is what's real and what's not. And if that's what happens, if if you disown me, you get rid of me, and I have to go back to working, then that's so be it. That's that's my life. I can't. I'm trying to make sure you don't ruin your life. But that's not what we're seeing. You got kids who say, no matter what their kid does, I'm gonna back him up. Right. This is he. He was right. Other people is wrong. And this and that, and no, so everyone wants to be friends. Was it though? I'm not. I'm not your buddy. I'm right. your dad. I'm your daddy. Yeah, but no. But now it's the exact opposite. 
Yeah, and unfortunately. But, I mean, like, as a dad, you got to say, listen, man, you got a daughter. You're ruining your granddaughter. You just took 100 mil out of mm-hmm. her mouth. You know, losing all these endorsements and stuff like that. Oh, so, God. who did, um, I just, there was a story that came out, it was like last month or this month from, uh, J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, I don't know why it took him so long, but he said he's just now realizing that all the money he wasted <laughs> when he was in the league, whether it was at strip clubs getting, or getting, getting fines, getting fines and all this stuff. That could have been money he could have used to uplift his community. Yeah. I'm going, how was that not told to you at any point while you're in the league? Or was it and you just didn't listen? And so I, I'm hoping other athletes see that, but they, they'll think the same thing. So that don't, that don't involve me. I'm giving over here. I'm making this happen. Yeah. But all that money, I'm just, I can't imagine going back going, man, I could have set up my kids and their kids for life just on the money that I lost. Imagine what somebody like Josh Gordon. Remember Josh Gordon in the NFL? Oh, man. Wide receiver. Right. Couldn't get right. Right. But he got how many chances? Right. A lot. He got chance after chance after chance. Right. Big contracts. Right. And man. so, no, nah, I'm with it. I, I, matter of fact, I saw that uh, J.R. Smith had a little doc, uh, like a little six-show series. Oh, yeah, yeah. About his golf. Uh, yeah. Him golfing in college and stuff right. like that. And. And, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it would take, you know, going back to school, going back around younger people, right. you know, and knowing and knowing what, you know, being reminded of what young, not rich people have to deal with right. in college still. Right. You know, and, and I, he came out of high school. He never had that. He never had that experience. There you go. You know, and, and as soon as he came out of high school, he was papered up. Right. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes – it may take to take to you thirty five, forty years old. I'm forty three, Mike. I'm I'm still, still I'm still having oh. epiphanies. Like, wow, you don't say. <laughs> wow, I, I never knew. Exactly. And, and no damn well, I've been told that my whole oh, life. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? But it is finally, go, for whatever reason, this hits. Go, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. And, and but that's life. You as you get older and you go through things and you see things. I'm sure that the. the now, Jr. Regard, he's still going to have his pension, so he's still getting money in. Yeah, but the yeah. first time those NBA checks aren't coming in, you go, wait, hold on. Yeah. And then you go look at your bank account and say, my bank account could have been this much yeah. uh, better off. And ain't, ain't, yeah, $200,000 game checks. Mm. And not coming like nothing. that no more. Yeah, right. but now you go, man, this, <laughs> that's just thrown away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Gone. Gone down the hill, man. Um John Morant, 25 days, 25 games he got suspended this year um, for brandishing a gun for the second time right. in his car. That was another thing. In his car, that was weird to me. That, I guess that's kind of how, how, how weird my mind thinks. First thing I thought of was, damn, not again. But it's like, in the car? Who pulls a gun out dancing in the car? Fools. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what is that? I don't. I didn't get that. Someone so, who didn't learn their lesson the first time. Twenty-five games was that enough for you? It, it's not I, even. I thought. I thought it would be. I, I was one of the forty half the season guys. Yeah. I mean, because you didn't technically you didn't break a rule, but what you did do was tarnish the the image. Yeah. And so is. Dumb as it is. And you it, broke an NBA rule, right? I don't know if they specifically have 
don't be brandishing guns on camera. I think the NBA rule is I can't bring a gun to an NBA facility. Right, okay. I can have a sure, weapon. Sure, sure. And now, once again, and it wasn't him that put it on video. It was yeah. his even dumber friend <laughs> who could no longer be welcome around me. I don't care what he did for me when we were growing up. He, he would have to have been... You see all those stories about well, this whatever dude, you say, whatever you say. We both got in trouble, but he took the fall. Yeah. He did the yeah. what's his name from Creed? He went to jail yeah. for ten years. Yeah. He would have to be something like that yeah. for me to allow him to still be around my life. Mike, let me let me <clears throat> devil's advocate. Let me let me defend the friend real quick. Cause the friend was driving, right? right? I think he was driving. And filming. So I'm driving and I'm filming. We bopping, we got the music playing. Ah, hey, hey, hey. And I look over at Ja, and he's smiling, dancing. And then I put the camera on myself. I'm smiling, I'm dancing, I'm driving. And then I put it back on Ja, and right. this nigga got a gun out. I'm like, whoa. Like, if right. I'm the friend, I'm like, hey, what? Right. That wasn't what we was on. Right. So, I mean, yes, the friend's fault. He put it on it. But, and you see, as soon as he put it on Ja, immediately he dropped it. Right. Right, in his lap. But if I'm the friend, I'm like, damn, nigga, what is this? Right. Why would you do that? Right. Where, do, where do we get that from? Right. Well, see, so that's why you, you don't take all the blame off of Jaw. Yeah. This is still oh, Jaw yeah. and oh, Shaw's yeah. decision. Yeah, no doubt. No but doubt. this is where I, bl- I blame the friend, especially after all everything that happened the first time. Yeah. Because remember, it was still the friend who had the, the, the sniper thing. and Was it him that had the yeah. red laser? Right. Yeah. So, but if I'm his friend, I do this now. I did this after since high school. I, before anyone got in my car, yeah. I say, if you carrying anything, <laughs> I don't care what it is. All right. Go back inside, put it up, and we can continue this. That should be if you a real friend, a real friend keeps your friend from doing dumb stuff. That's that's but once again, you don't want to tell the gravy train no. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. So it's both that. it's still both of them, but at the end of the day, it's still John Moran who has to uh who has to set up twenty five games. He's the one who missed out on cause he since he didn't make uh one of the um all NBA teams. Yeah. How much was that? I think it was like a, a an couple, extra forty. Yeah. Something like that. It was uh, but it was in I think it was in the millions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's not yeah, the like, friend loser. Yeah, if you get if you yeah, if something if you make the all an all NBA team yeah, the extra 40, 50 mil but or something. It was a, yeah, part of his thing, and because he and I think it. So now he wasn't able to sign the uh, his the supermax ah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so once again, that's not the friend's money; that's your money. Shooting yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I and I don't know what you know. And, and it's not their fault either, but just the environment that they set. And I guess they got to understand that, but they're young also. Mm-hmm. So maybe they don't grasp it. But let's be honest. That's that Memphis rap culture. <laughs> right? I mean, the, all the Memphis rappers, the Young Dolph, Yo Gotti. I mean, that's that's their culture that he's emulating. Mm-hmm. One of them, them, you know, Moneybag Yo, these dudes need to pull Ja to the left and say, yay. You know, <laughs> th- let us do that. We, we can do that. We're rappers. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to kind of be on camera acting silly and doing dumb stuff. We'll get our we'll get our spankings on our we'll get our slaps on the wrist also. Right. But l- l- 
Ja, let us do that. You play ball. Because remember when Ja missed those eight games? Yeah. And then he came back, the whole front row was rappers from Memphis. And it's like, listen, man, help your boy out, man. Help your mans out. Well, I think one of the other things that you've heard veteran NBA players talk about is that there's a lack of actual veterans on NBA teams because of the way the, the new contracts are or the new salary CBA, caps are. Yeah. yeah, It's easier or more advantageous for teams just to bring in young people. Like, if you look at the Thunder roster, I mean. I don't know. Mike, I don't know them. Yeah, but they're, and they're all this young. <laughs> I don't 20, know these guys. 21, 22, 23-year-olds yeah. where back in the day you'd have three, four veterans on the team who could tell a kid, hey, you're going down the wrong path. That's yeah. dumb. Let's not do that. But now if everyone everyone on the team is beholden once again to Jaws, who's going to come up and say, dude, what are you doing? That, is, that doesn't make sense what you are. You're hurting not just your family. You're hurting the team. Desmond Bain, he seems to be a level-headed young guy. Nobody got in this dude's ear? Nobody? Steven Adams, what are you doing? Steven Adams, Steven, yeah. he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't hold enough enough OG status. Not in that regard. American so OG once again, status. Yeah, to be able to go and tell a young black kid, yeah. hey, your culture's wrong. Hey, mate. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> hey, be, mate. Yeah, it's just, I would, now, once again, that's, yeah. Who, who's he going to listen to? The, the, the rapper sitting in the front row who he believes yeah. it represents who his culture is? Or Steven Adams, who's just out about here, I'm about to play hard, I'm going to do what I can <laughs> to win, and uh, everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't play in wherever. I don't know. Ja, you're hurting feelings out here, man. Come <laughs> on, man. You're hurting your pocketbook. That's what you're hurting. You're hurting your own pocketbook, and it and it, it sucks. I mean, and, and really, isn't this what, and, and I never understood, I guess I kind of understand why he takes a backlash he does, but he's not... He's not totally wrong, and I'm talking about Stephen A. Mm. Well, Stephen A. says stuff like this, right? He right. always he gets backlash, especially from the black community, how he's coming down on other black players because he 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 harps about how they're messing up and losing money. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And, and if you remember, this all started kind of. I brought him up earlier when Josh Gordon was doing his thing. Right. right. Stephen A. would waste thirty minutes, like, dude, what are, what are you doing? You're blowing it. Someone needs to. Yeah, well, but 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 what would we do? What would black fans say? Stephen A. Oh, man. Whoever. Stephen A., you coming down. You you don't come on the white players yeah. like that. Hey, or man. Or call my uncle this and yeah, this Yeah, like, say, come on, man. Because. This is the example. Right. Because we no longer allow criticism, even constructive criticism. Yeah. Because now that's being bit disrespected. So uh, that almost goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just. Are you willing to accept those consequences of if you say or write something yeah. that may put other people off, even if you know you're right? Which, you know, hey, like I said, there's a lot of things that Stephen A. I, I'm not a fan of or or, or not like, but in in that regard, when he when he's talking about a player who is throwing away their career and hurting their team, yeah. that's the part. If I was a teammate, well, dude. You not being here is hurting our team. You know, we even though we've proven we can win without you, and we'll still go out and play hard, but we're better with you. Why are you doing this? Tough questions to answer, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, podcast. 
um, talking sports, whatever you play on the sports segment. Huh? How about that? That's stupid. Nice. No. It's not stupid. You can roll with it. Whatever you play. Whatever you play. I'm, 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 I'm playing with it right everyone now. Got, everyone got to play some type of game on or off the field, so whatever. Um, speaking of fucking up, um, FAMU. Uh, so FAMU, HBCU, Florida A&M University. Currently, right now, their football status is Whatever until further Whatever notice as far as their football program. <laughs> because here recently, uh, a rapper by the name of Real Boston Richie shot a video in FAMU's football locker room. And a couple players were in the video. My man had on jerseys. He had on helmets. And it was kind of ridiculous. And, of course, you know, today's rap, trap music. He's talking all the craziest shit in the world. You know, in, in, a, in a college locker room right, right. where we're supposed to be uplifting young men. And as of right now, their, their football program is on ice, according to their head coach. Other than just making the dumb decision, is this kind of a, a spinoff of NIL? You get, giving these guys money and now they feel like they can – do whatever. I want to hear the entire story uh-huh. on exactly how um, it came about, whether it was just one player, whether it was just the entire what? team. I'm sure it was a little – was it a little NIL money? Right, yeah. It did, spent to get did him the, there? Did the, uh, the rapper pay the player to, hey, if you do this, we're going to give you this. Is this part of the thing? You better brand yourself with this. I need to hear the entire thing. Did the players how? pay the rapper? Right, right. Yeah. But however, at the end of the day, they didn't get permission from anyone at the school. They they didn't get permission from the coach, the AD, obviously the president. They didn't get permission from anyone who has any authority over the facilities. And that's what ended up catching them at the end of the day. But yes, I, this is because we never saw this before in IL. I'm sure there's rappers who wanted to get in the locker rooms. Now, what was it back at the... Um, when LSU won the um, uh, uh, the national, national championship, championship, and there was people who were coming into the locker room after, oh yeah, 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 but they weren't shooting videos shooting there video, right, and right. making money off of it. I think they were throwing out money to the players, which is a whole other thing. But oh yeah, who was? Oh, that was uh, Odell. Yeah, that was Odell. Odell, yeah, was Odell. <laughs> he was passing out money, right, yeah. live money, right there mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. That's not smart. Yeah. So it was again this I. I I get where you coming from from FAMU because you see all these other people or athletes at major D1 schools who are making this huge NIL money. I mean, huge. Big, big time, time money. And But you're here at this HBCU that 75% of the country doesn't know anything about and you can't get anywhere near that. So you're trying to get your name, your brand, because that's, that's the bad part. It's no longer about the game. Nah. It's when it is, how can I get my brand? Everybody got a brand now. Everybody got a brand. And so if it takes me bringing in some rapper I've never heard of, but obviously they like right. into the locker room unauthorized and let him shoot whatever he wants to, then I guess they felt it was worth it. But when now we'll see. If he he's had dealings with him before, so I mean I'm sure he has a relationship with the players. Mm-hmm. 
talking about the rapper. I don't know how how much relationship he has with the administration because he he performed at their homecoming stuff like that in 2022. Mm. So you know, I, I and I guess maybe him and the players thought this was all good. Right. But you know, no, nah, there's there's protocol, folks. There's protocol, and really, tell you the truth, they knew that. Y'all knew that, and and <laughs> and really. Assistant coaches, come on now. Right. Equipment managers, come on now. Y'all, y'all got all the inside. Just come on now. That's I'm, that's Unknown. Right. That's Unknown acting acting silly, man. Come on now. Or just the upper class. <laughs> right. The senior, right. the graduate, the graduate senior is going. Hey, what? There's a graduate assistant on that team yeah, right yeah, now. So like, like, what are you doing? Are you I saying, mean, I don't want to be a snitch. Right. But guess what? I'm be a snitch. <laughs> If y'all, if you about to cost me my final year of football or of athletics, then I'm not gonna let you get away with that. Just so you can, uh, I still don't get the. Yeah, the, what are you getting out? What of are you it? getting out of it? Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. There's, there's too much people once again only looking out for themselves and not for the entire group. Like I say, Unc Neil, come on now, right. y'all supposed to be better than that, right? Y'all supposed to be better than that. Help these young guys. Speaking of uh, college ball, real quick, HBCUs. We saw what Dion did for those three years he was at Jackson State. I'm, I'm not seeing the residuals effect from that. No. Are you? No. It, it was never going to be because it was never going to be a, a Dion at every school. You saw what, uh, who's my man, um, Ed uh, Reed. Yeah. Yeah, Ed, See, yeah. What, what was it, Bethune-Cookman yeah. he, he tried to do? Mm-hmm. And – it seems to be just a lot of infighting, right? I mean, just among administrations yeah. and and who's getting what and and reading into Ed Reed stuff and Dion. They they both were hinting towards administrators mm-hmm. being jealous that these guys are coming in, getting a lot of pub, and getting a lot of the accolades for bringing this or bringing that. And you know, if jealousy is going to be what hinders HBCU, and I, if that's We'll never. It'll never be. Right. It'll never be what we want. You know, what, what we think D one programs are. Right. Uh, I'm sure that was probably one of many things sure. on on both sides. Because when I saw the Ed Reed thing, I was going, Ed, you had to know what what you were and, going into. Yeah. This is. It wasn't like it, I don't know what you expected. But to think that you were going to have... This one Miami. Yeah. It was, it was going to be nowhere near that. Yeah. Maybe if you stayed long enough, maybe you could build them into something like that. But maybe. But I also see if I'm a president or a, a provost at a school and now all of a sudden we got this new head football coach and only reason it seems people pay attention to us is now that is because of what he, he he's bringing here. Yeah, I see you getting a little shady, a little salty. But yeah. guess what? It's, it's not supposed to be about you. It's supposed to be about the, the school and the, and the students and the student athletes. But I don't know where the disconnect was. I don't I know if he, either if either side asked enough questions of each other. Right, before you even agreed. Right. And then for, for Ed Reed, I, I mean, I understand he was frustrated. But that wasn't the way to handle it. Mm-mm. That's not the way to handle it. And then Ed Reed, I don't know if you if you're not Dion though. You know, you don't have that charisma. You don't get that cachet. You know, and no knock to Ed Reed, but and as a coach, we don't know you as a coach for as long as we've known Dion. I mean, from 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 little league, high school. You know, 
Right. Um, so I, I'm 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 thinking Ed maybe came in thinking he deserved a certain right. certain rollout or a certain uh, awareness or you know just exception or whatever acceptance should I say? But I I didn't I didn't like the way it's going down and since then. I see no traction coming from any HBCU no. football and, programs. But remember when um, there's um, <clears throat> who is it? I think Eddie George. Is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But I forgot he, where is he at Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, he did it completely opposite. He said, "I'm just coming here to grind. I'm gonna build this thing. I understand exactly what this is. Yeah. I understand this isn't Ohio State. Right. This isn't Nebraska. This and that." So we have to turn the entire program around. I'm not going to get the same hype as Dion. Even though I had a great NFL career and I did this, I in order for me to do this right, I have to. We have to turn it around from the inside out and do it that way. And so he's not out there trying to make noise and like Ed Reed was and this and that. And I hope him no success. But as you said, as far as actually seen athletes go to HBCUs. Remember that like, for like a three month period mm-hmm. athletes were like putting it on Twitter. I'm going yeah. to HBCU. No. Here we come. Never, yeah. It's was, a new day. That was all talk. It's not. Yeah, that was all that was and the flavor see, of the month. Yeah. You see Mikey Williams blew it. He like caught a case and you know, I what did he do? Pistol whip somebody yeah. something something happened. Yeah. Some guns or something. So it's like this is really this is going kaput. This little push that we were on a couple yeah. years ago, this is really not it's, it's it's not working out. No, no, and it's it's, it's there is there at as far as an entire uh, HBCU, not just one school, not even one conference. They're all in a, a tough situation right now on going forward, where the athletes, especially with NIL, that's the part that. With NIL, where does HBC? Where do they fit in NIL? Nowhere. It's right? just because they're all. Remember, all most of them are all in small towns, small yeah. schools. Whatever you local, say. Whatever you or, say. Or, or I mean, not just Oklahoma, but around. The, <laughs> who's going to Langston to offer a kid there? Right. Who's going out the, in the? Uh, where's the one in Texas? Um, I forgot. Or exactly. Yeah, see right there. They're all in these small things, so. It's not like is there's it going Wiley? to be. No, I don't know. I don't know what the yeah, one Wiley, yeah. But the ones that have football or basketball, no one's going out there to offer these kids money. So when we were talking earlier, and I said that this the NIL was only going to help that top one percent. Yeah, that is part of it. It's only so if you at Alabama, if you're at Miami, if you're at Ohio State. That one, that's just the 1% at those schools. So that didn't even count the the best athletes at HBCUs or, or Division II schools or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're in a tough position right now. The um, – uh, and, and I – not to get too philosophical, but it's almost like after Ed Reed broke down – after Ed Reed and Dion broke down with what they went through mm-hmm. – it's like, right. That's the problem with black people as a whole. <laughs> like, and 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 then you think, wow, even still in higher up positions, right. in environments, we still do that type of shit. Right. Even though I didn't, like I said, I didn't agree with the way Ed Reed went about it. You just 
really just wanted to embarrass the school. Right. And I don't know what what you thought you were going to get out of that. Um, but I mean, you mean there were whole buildings with nothing but trash in it? You know what I mean? Like, what is that, black right. folks? What are we? There was there was a all that, whole, all that HBCU pride and all right. that. What is that? Come on, man. There's a whole thing on TikTok of this HBCU. Here's the HBCUs going around showing how bad things wow. are. Either the trash in the school or the, the rats here, how dirty stuff is. It's just and so they all start off with. <clears throat> so you want to send your kid to an HBCU, but this is what you have to deal with. And wow. it's, it's horrible. Yeah. So. I'm sure that's not everywhere. I'm sure that's not everyone's experience, but that's enough of that's getting out so that poor people think. Whatever you say, podcast. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Wait, is this thing working?